Welcome to the City Life Lansing podcast. We hope this message empowers you to love life, love Jesus, love people, and dream more. You can connect with us at citylifelansing.com. You belong here. City. See, sometimes I still wear the badge because I—that's where I like to be. But I have the honor of sitting, um, standing here, uh, preaching with you today, and I got my girl Christy. Yes, like girl. I feel like it's girl talk time with guys in the room. Woo. We love you guys, but it's about the girls today. My name is Christy. Um, I too am also. I'm usually in Kid City. Sometimes I'm doing worship. Sometimes I'm doing announcements. Today I get the honor of speaking with one of my favorite people in the entire universe. Um, I don't have five kids. I have just two. (laughs) Feels like five. Amazing. (laughs) Feels like five. Um, And we are just so excited to be giving the message on Mother's Day. Every lady in the house. Yes. Happy Mother's Day to the mothers and to the mom figures, aunties, grannies. We are honoring all women. Women today, so could we have the ladies stand up? Stand up. And we we're just gonna clap for, for the women, every woman Woo, in the house ladies. to your feet. Yes, this is like Oprah right now. Okay, okay. we got drinks coming to you, <laughs> yes. fruit leather, yes. only the finest. I love Croy. I'm gonna rise today. Don't gotta fight the way. I'm peeping through visuals, some individuals, stop from original. I kept it real, never flip my reciprocals. I hate to heal and forgive unforgivables. I've been, yeah. I've been blessed up. I've been broke down. Stay standing, they're coming. Got a shot now. Just accepted with so much love. Got a catch up. Got a shine now. truly are excited to celebrate Mother's Day with you, but we also recognize that sometimes Mother's Day can be hard. Sometimes you, um, your mom's not around. Sometimes your mom has passed. Others have not had a good relationship with their mom. Um, but we want to say that God is here today, and he can take that pain, and he can take whatever you're dealing with, and he has it. He's just that good. So we just want to honor you guys. Um, sometimes we don't feel special. Sometimes we feel like a failure. Sometimes we, um, our mistakes define us. But today we're going to talk about freedom to, f- or freedom, failure to faithful, and how God can rewrite our story. And He talks about it in Genesis fifty twenty, where Joseph says, "As for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good, 
to bring it about that many people should be kept alive as they are today. Yeah, so if you don't know the story of Joseph in the Bible, Joseph was a man and he was highly favored by his father. He even gave him this little fancy Gucci coat mm. and they had patches colors. on it, colors on colors. Um, and his brothers, they had just had like regular jean jackets, no patches. Mm. It was just, and they got a little jealous and they sold them. That really is not in the Bible, by the way. I'm just, just kidding. No Gucci in the Bible. Um, but his brothers were so envious that they teamed up and sold him into slavery. And you can read the story there in Genesis. But here we see how God takes something that may have seemed like a failure for his brothers and a failure for him. And Joseph recognizes that, that here and acknowledges that God can take anything and use it for our good. So true. And in Romans 8.28, he also says, And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good. For those who are called according to, according to his purpose. Yes, and y'all know that's hashtagging all over. Their status. Romans 8 and 28. <laughs> get it tatted on your forehead so she you don't ever forget. Well, do I that. guess you would don't still that, forget Christine. it, though. You but would it is for- a good one. Yeah, and, and I just feel like it's so... It is a scripture that I, I just love because I've seen it in my own life mm. so frequently how God can take things that do look like failures and turn it around for my good and just more specifically going through a divorce. Like mm. that for me was big time failure. It was mm. failure with all, in all caps because marriage was something that I wanted so badly and I did everything so well in my life. I was like that, that perfect child, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I didn't really make mistakes and I was, and so that felt like a failure to me. Um, and I didn't see it as anything that God could take mm-hmm. and, and redeem or turn it around for my good. I couldn't see God's faithfulness. I, as a matter of fact, I kind of was mad and felt like God wasn't faithful because it was something that I prayed heavily for, for my marriage to work out. And it didn't go that way. Um, and, and so God did take it. I, I have two beautiful children, and, and they're amazing. And going through that divorce, that was a concern of mine, too, because I'm like, well, you know, one parent home. Like, yeah. my kids, their dad's not going to be around all the time. But Shiloh's sharing the gospel all over the place at the age of four. Um, and, and so it's just so beautiful to see God do that. And just in that, he provided community through city life. And and I have a testimony that I can share with women and, and share that God is faithful even when it feels like a yeah, failure. through the failure of it all. Yeah, and speaking of failure, maybe the biggest failure in human history, we'll read in Genesis. Um, it says, Now the serpent was more crafty than any other beast of the field that the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, Did God actually say you shall not eat of any tree in the garden? And the devil is always doing that to us today. He's always... Um, trying to say, did God actually say you shouldn't do that? Did God actually say that that was wrong? Did God actually say that you're married, that you, sh- that you can't look? Did God actually say that? And sometimes, every time we choose to listen to the half-truths of the enemy, we'll always experience death. It's so true. It's so, it's just true. And then, but every time we choose to obey God and his word, we experience life freedom. We experience life freedom when we choose to obey God. And in 
And in Genesis 3, it talks about, And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden. But God said, You shall not eat of the fruit of the tree that is the mist of the garden. Neither shall you touch it, lest you die. But the serpent said to the woman, You will naturally die. For God knows that when you eat, your eyes will be open and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food... And it was a delight to the eyes, and that the tree was desired to make one wise. She took of its fruit and ate. And she also gave it to her husband who was with her, and he ate. Then the the eyes of both were opened, and they knew that they were naked. And they sewed fig fig leaves together and made themselves line cloths. And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the tree of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man and said to him, where are you? And he, asked, and he said, I heard the sound of you in the garden. And I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. And he said, who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten of the tree which I commanded you not to eat? Biggest failure in human history. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Eve. It was Eve. I mean, Adam helped, right? Eve it and was Eve. Adam ate the fruit. <laughs> they both did it together. But she so. did most of it. She kind of did Kay. do most of it. We Just still love her, though. Saying, we love you, Eve. <laughs> uh, hey, where is this? It's good. It's good. It is good. Um, so just reading that and hearing those words and seeing what happened how Adam and Eve committed the sin and then they went and hid. Yeah. Like they went and hid. And, and that's what we do. That's our, our nature is when we do something wrong or we feel like we failed, we go and hide. We try to fix it ourselves. We feel like, I heard this analogy once where people will say, well, coming to Christ isn't, you don't bathe, like you don't take a pre-bath. Hmm. For getting in the bath, like the Lord is here to to make us whole. He is our righteousness. Um, but oftentimes, when we do fail, we hide. It's like like children, like moms. You know, we know this. Like our kids, you make a mistake, and then they like try to hide it. Like mom, I can see you over there doing <laughs> That's that. That's true. I'm think about <laughs> Shiloh when she and Shiloh's my daughter, and she's four. She'll be five in July. But I remember. The first time I was cleaning up the toy room and I looked over to the side and I said, is that here on the ground? And then I kept, and I went to her bedroom and I was like, Jojo Siwa, is her Jojo Siwa doll bald? Jojo Siwa's got a long ponytail, y'all. She had a buzz cut when I found her. She was trying. Somebody was trying to play hairstylist. (laughs) And I wouldn't have even gotten mad at her. Yeah. But she hid it, and that's the part that upset me, It was that she hid it. She didn't feel like she, sh- she could come to me. But the second time around, I was sitting in the living room, and I go, it's really quiet right now. Where is Shiloh? She's pretty independent, but she's never, like, quiet. You know where she is. And so I go in there into her room, and I go, hey, Shiloh, is there anything that's happening that you want to tell me about? And she goes... Mom, I just wanted to make clothes for my Barbie. And she had a sock and scissors because, look, y'all, we just make, do you got resources? I'm not paying $10 for a Barbie (laughs) outfit. When I was younger, we didn't have Barbie cars. We couldn't afford it, so I just used shoes. 
Sandals were convertibles and boots were SUVs, okay? We made it work. (laughs) So when we fail, we shouldn't. (laughs) That's good. It was. It was just the perfect life. I mean, we didn't know no difference, Mm. so. But we have that nature in us where when we fail, we think we need to fix it. Oh, I did this wrong. Let me go ahead and fix it. And then um, I heard this clip by Sarah Jakes Roberts, and she goes, we... Instead of worshiping God, when we do make a mistake, we begin to worship that failure. And what does that mean? We give it priority. And we start to look at that rather than trusting God. You know, we we say, oh, I failed, so I got to hide it. But we should be like, God, I failed. I need your help and your help Mm -hmm. alone. And so some of us in the room are are hiding so much that from God and others, um, and it's just we need to remember who he is and and remember his faithfulness in the midst of all of that. So we think if we do something and we tell someone, be it a close friend or even God, like, oh, well, that'll change their love for me, which is not, that's not true at all. Like, God's love is constant. It's consistent. It doesn't change based off of our failures. Um, and so in Genesis 3.12, it just keeps going and talks about, um, here's, here's Adam. Mm. <laughs> the man said, the woman whom you gave yeah. to be with me, <laughs> she gave me fruit of the tree and I ate. And then the Lord God said to the woman, what is this that you have done? The woman said, the serpent deceived me and I ate. And to the woman, he said, I will surely multiply your pain and childbearing. In pain, you shall bring mm. forth children. Your desire shall be contrary to your husband, but he shall rule over you. All the women in the house, do you hear that, Eve? Yes. Pain, childbearing. We get it. We know about Thank it. You. Thank you. Thank you, Eve, for that. Yep. So, again, it's like the biggest mistake in human history. Thank you, Eve. Yeah. Um, and many of our time, uh, many of times in our life, we feel, you know, God gives us all this room to roam, and instead of looking at that, our eyes start to turn to all these different things, um, and in that can come failure. Yeah, you know, just not seeing God as um, who He is and taking Him for who He is, we fail, and. It's, it, it can be something ugly, but I think what's worse than failing is holding on to the failure and not turning to God who is faithful. Yeah. And, you know, we just thank God that the story doesn't end there. It's so good because when we fail, God comes to the rescue. He really does. He's coming after his people. What he is, is he's a good dad. He's waiting with open arms. Sometimes, you know, as Chrissy said, we hide but God is just waiting. He's like, just tell me. My, my arms are open. I want you to come and just tell me and let me know. Because um, the failure is not greater than his faithfulness. His faithfulness is so good. And it says in Luke 1.30, And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. So we see that it went from Eve 
And then it goes to Mary, and he was rewriting the story already. You know, I think, well, if that were me, I definitely wouldn't go back to a woman. You know, God is so creative. He could have done anything. He could have spit on the ground. God is just, I just think something he could have done. So good. You know, like a tree, Like, no, anything. no more women. Like, he yes, didn't even look at it that. like that but at all. But he comes to Mary, and she is going to redeem the story. She's going to rewrite it. And so it's so good to see a woman to redeem the mistake of Eve and to not let the devil win again. God is more victorious than your biggest failures, guys. He's so good. He's more victorious than your biggest failures. And who the sun sets free is free indeed. And that is just so good. I mean, even as the song, who the sun sets free is free indeed, it's just so life-giving. Like, it's so true. And so just to remember that in the midst of the failure is so good. And the place of our greatest failure are the places where God displays his greatest power. And that is freedom. Um, and so it keeps on going. And Mary said to the angel, how will this be since I'm a virgin? And the angel said, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month with her who was called barren, for nothing is impossible for God. It is so true. Nothing is impossible for him. And sometimes when we fail, we try to overcompensate. We do. We try to make it up, looking love for the wrong places, approval intention from we don't even need. Um, sometimes, you know, the selfies with the duck lips. I don't know how to do the duck lips, but it's just, it happens, okay? And, um, and sometimes with Giselle, too, we've taught her modest is hottest, and she, she takes it to the next level. Sometimes I'm worried, so she's like, Mom, that's not very modest. And I'm like, okay, girl. So I'll go change. But um, even in the midst of it, um, when I met Jerome, we, uh, he's, he tells you about this moment if you haven't heard. Um, I was at church, and I had a, a tube, tube shirt back in the day. Those were tube really cool. Tube top. Like, yep, that's what yeah, it's called. Yeah, tube top. And then I had a cardigan. So, you know, I was like, oh, this is modest, right? <laughs> and then he walks me to my car, and I, as soon as I get there, I'm like, it's really hot. And I take off my cardigan, right? Right. So you do, right? Because it was hot. <laughs> it was oh, hot. it's hot. But... Let me just take my cardigan <laughs> off. <laughs> but it really was. But the whole point of that is your identity should come from God. Yeah. Um, your, who you are, should, your confidence and your identity should come from God. Your testimony does not have to be like Jerome's up and down. It can just be stability, um, your faithfulness through it all. It is such a beautiful thing. Um, so when we look, we look only one place for our freedom. God through Jesus and the power of his spirit is here today. So receive that. Our failure can't compare yeah. to God's faithfulness. Yeah. It can't. God's faithfulness is so sufficient, so big, so huge, our failure cannot compare to that. First yeah. um, Thessalonians 5.24, he's here, isn't he? <laughs> I he's heard here, it. isn't he? <laughs> Tube top. <laughs> he's here. Oh. Um, he, is, he has called you, oh gosh. He who <laughs> called you is faithful, he will surely do it. <laughs> In 2 Timothy 2.13, if we, if we are faithless, he remains faithful through it all. Amen. If we are faithless, he remains faithful. We don't have to do anything. Yeah. He does it for us. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's just good. so good. Yeah. I love that. They're so in love. I just love it. I do like, love him. He loves butterflies. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that was so perfect. <laughs> Woo! Second Timothy mm. 2.13. Yep. Here we go. Yes. 
If he is faithless, I'm, I'm sorry, if we, not he, if we are faithless, he remains faithful. Um, and it's just like Crystal reiterated. When we begin to focus on our, our failures, um, we forget God's faithfulness. Faithfulness and being faithful isn't something that God does. It's who he is. I remember um, hearing a sermon and they were talking about God healing people. And he says, he said, God doesn't just heal. He is a healer. It's who he is. It's his nature. We have, we have to walk out faithfulness because we have sin nature. God is perfect. There is no blemish in him. He is spotless. He is, he's perfect. It, and so faithfulness is who he is. So regardless of what we do that looks like failure or faithlessness, God doesn't change. God doesn't change. He never changes. That's so good. Sometimes I have to hear that again. Yeah. Say it again. God doesn't change. Mm. <laughs> um, it's just so good. It's so good. Ephesians 2 talks about this too, and it says, but God, everyone say that, but God. But God. Y'all know that's, I love that, because it does. It's like the precursor to like, oh yeah, you failed, but God. Mm -hmm. But God being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead mm -hmm. in our trespasses. So I'll read that again. Even when we were dead in our trespasses. Dead in our trespasses, meaning in the middle of our sin, in the middle of our failure. Not after we did it. Mm. Even when we were dead in our trespasses, his love made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. Okay. When we're in the middle of failure and we do that thing where we kind of run away from God and we choose to hide, God still isn't mad. Mm -mm. When Shiloh went and hid her Barbie, I wasn't mad that she cut the Barbie's hair. And even hearing that right now as I'm saying it, yeah. like I just feel like the Lord is like, that's right, Christy. I'm not mad that you cut the Barbie's hair, whatever that means in your mm -hmm. life. I'm not That's mad good. that you cut the Barbie's hair. I'm not even mad. I just want you to come to me so I can remind you of who I am. Mm -hmm. I'm faithful. And so that's just so good for us to remember that we aren't defined by our failures. We are defined mm -hmm. by Jesus's faithfulness. Yeah, that's good. That's we are good defined one. by Jesus. And now because of that, we are free to be faithful. So in Christ, we are defined as victorious. We are defined as whole. We are defined as sanctified, separate, like holy. He yeah. sees us as his righteousness because of what he does. He doesn't even see us as our failure. He sees us as faithful because of who he is. Um, and so we have the freedom to be faithful and all the pressure is on Jesus. All the pressure is on Jesus. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes, what does that even mean, all the pressure is on Jesus? Um, 
I was once, it just was simple as, you know, when you go and you tell somebody about Jesus, you're like, you want them so badly to be saved. You're like, I told them, they're going to come, they're going to come. And then you, you maybe call, you, you might in church, they don't come the next Sunday. And you're like, oh, they're going to come, you feel it. But the pressure's on Jesus after that. We've already done our part. He's so faithful. He loves them more than we could ever imagine. He's already thinking when they're coming. He's already had that. Or even something so little is when Jerome goes to school and I pray for him and I'm like, hey, Lord, I'm feeling it. You know, whatever's happening, everything that's going on around him, I feel it. But God, it's the pressures on Jesus. He's already taking care of it. He loves him so much more and he loves you guys so much more. The pressure's on him through all of it. And it's so good to remember that, that we don't have to feel the pressure of being a failure. We can feel the pressure of just the faithfulness of God that he's already preparing it. He's so good like that. So good. Um, and, And just with that, you know, I feel like as parents, when we see our child do something, we we almost feel the pressure of their failure and attribute mm-hmm. it to ourselves. When I, you know, there's so, technology is just a thing right now. And what was PG-13 back then is like G now. <laughs> yes. And it's true. I, I find myself like if Shiloh sees something on TV, um, Shiloh, Jace does bad things too, by the way. <laughs> it's not just Shiloh. <laughs> My expectation for her is like, here, like you're four, but you act like you're 15, so just be perfect. Yeah. Um, but she's she, a girl. That's why. She she's a girl. Um, but just thinking about, like, if she sees something, or I'm like, oh, gosh, close your eyes. Or if she encounters some challenge at school, I'm like, oh, my goodness, what, what do I, how do I fix this for her? But in, rather than saying, God, I trust you, mm-hmm. you have it all in your hands. You have been faithful in my life this far. I know you've got it. I know you've got this in your hands and I can trust you with my children. I can trust you with my life. And rather than looking at that failure and really emphasizing it, just being like, Jesus, you've got this. I I believe you. I trust in you. And, And so knowing that I don't, there's no pressure on me to fix everyone's problems or when I see someone close to me doing something that I, I remember my failure and the hurt that it caused me, let me protect them. Like the pressure is off, even with ourselves. Oh goodness, I know where this is going to go. Let me make sure I have A, B, C, but I got a plan A, a plan A and a half, a plan B, C, D, and then if D don't work, then check, check, check. And it's like, no, God is faithful. Like, we have, our freedom is in that, and we can just love people. We can love it. Our our failure isn't final, which is so beautiful. We don't have to land there. We don't even have to choose Mm. to live in that failure. Mm. We can choose choose to trust God and his faithfulness. And so we see that story redeemed with, with Eve, even though she was like, Smack, she probably was smacking it was on it. Good. I bet it was super good. <laughs> well, is it good, Eve? Because we don't feel like it's good. And there's the epidural. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Women, we know when this, when that, <laughs> you're like, oh, thanks, Eve. We've done it. Like, thanks, Eve. Like, all right. It's not that. It's just human beings now. You don't have to, Eve can't hear you. She don't know where you're at. It's Okay. <laughs> God, <laughs> well, um, our failure isn't final. God can redeem absolutely everything and anything. Um, he uses a woman to birth 
the Savior, yeah. which is so good because we, I've heard that scripture um, in Romans, how Paul says, like, through man, sin came into the world, and through, mm. through man, um, sin came out of the world through Jesus, and God's mm. like, yeah, you're right. And through woman, sin came into the world, but through a woman, sin came out of it. And so just seeing that how God uses men and women um, to read, and he redeems it. God sees us as these just wonderful creation, and we get to play a part in his story, which is so beautiful. God also uses women to comfort on the last moments of the cross. Just picture that, like it's just a woman. Jesus is carrying the cross, and women are there comforting him. He redeems that. God uses women to be first. They were first at the tomb. Did y'all hear that? Who was first? <laughs> women. Women. That's right. I see you. Like they're raising their hand. I would raise the two. I was there. <laughs> and God uses uh, women to announce to the disciples that Jesus has risen. And we see that in John 20, 18. It says, Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the, sorry, I'll reread that. My bad, y'all. I was going fast. John 20, 18, Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen, I wonder if she said it like that. I <laughs> have seen the Lord. <laughs> but she says it. She said, I have seen the Lord. And so God is, he's using Him. all these moments that maybe it felt like failure. And he redeems it. And it's just so, so beautiful. So even Women, sometimes we may feel like we're in the background or sometimes we may feel inferior because of what we hear and see in society and maybe your own experience walking through life. But we're the backbone, ladies. We're the, the backbone. backbone. And, and Not the many background. Moves to many backbone. moves of God, okay? You, you know? We are important too, men and women yes. alike. Everyone is important. Um, failure is not final. And women... God made it so that women would not be known for failure, mm. but for faithfulness in Jesus. And Mary Magdalene, she knew failure really well, mm. but we don't have to carry that name, and she doesn't either, and she knows that, um, and was free to worship God in that. So good. And accept him as Savior and Lord. Um, and we're just free to carry that new title of being faithful. And women faithful in so many ways, and it's Mother's Day, and we're honoring women. But we know that God's creation in itself is beautiful. For, so for men and women, and I think about, you think about Peter. Mm -hmm. um, on the way, Jesus is on the way to the cross. And Jesus was like, I mean, Peter was the man. He was one of his disciples. He followed Jesus closely and denied him. And I can just imagine in that moment, Peter probably felt like such a failure. Such a failure. And God redeems that. When he comes back, Jesus comes back, and he's like, Peter, do you love me? Peter, do you love me? Peter, do you love me? And Peter responds every time. But I almost wonder if Jesus said, Peter, do you love me? And it wasn't until that last time that Peter was finally like, God, I'm going to focus on your faithfulness yeah. and not my failure now. Yeah. Yeah, God, I love you. I love you. I love you, God. But did you see? God, I love you. It's, it's, we're good. I get it. I know that you forgive me, but I'm still going to come over here and make mm. sure that I'm right. I'm, I'm going to fix it. I got it under control, which is the biggest lie we could yeah. tell ourselves. Yeah. So just knowing that our failure isn't final and we have 
a savior whose faithfulness gives us a new name and a new story. So we're born once from our moms, but we can be born again in Christ. Mm. He gives us new life, and that that is our new story. That is so good. That is so good. Um, so we're going to have worship team come up. But um, on Mother's Day 2019, we aren't letting our failures stop us from God rewriting our story. Man or woman, we're not letting our failures Stop us from letting God rewrite our story. So good. Your story can be rewritten. Um, today's the day where we say yes to God, being faithful to us through Jesus. And our new story is we are free to be faithful, guys. We are so free to be faithful. We don't have to. When you talked about Peter, mm-hmm. and the last time I almost felt like he was free at the end. Yeah, yeah. Like it was like, like I'm free finally because you've been so faithful yeah. through it all. And that's what I think. It's just to be free and not let our failures define us. It's so good. And your new story is that we can be free to be faithful. And the good news is just simple and profound. Jesus came to rescue those who knew that they are failures, but the failure is not the final outcome, guys. It is not. Jesus lived a sinless life and gave us his life for our freedom. Even in that song it talks about, it's just so beautiful. That was just, that was just the anointing of it all. Um, He's the full glory of God, and all who come to him will have new life. And the key is we just turn from our failures and, and accept his faithfulness because it's that simple. And how do you do that? You're Jesus. You are my Lord. You're my Savior. You're so faithful through it all. He's just so good. Just that you guys would understand that, that your failure does not define you. Your faithfulness in Jesus is what defines you. The fact that you can say, God, you're so faithful and you're waiting for me, thank you. That is just a beautiful thing. Yeah. It's always fun when there's like two claps and I'm like, do I clap? Do I not? It's good. You clap clap. whenever you feel like. (laughs) We come into this world through an earthly birth through our our mothers. Um, But we are born again in Christ. And just like Crystal shared, it is simple and profound. Um, I love how last week Shiloh shared she didn't know she was sharing the gospel. Mm. Maybe she did. Well, we were, she's sitting in the back seat and she goes, Mom, Jesus put Adam and Eve in the garden. He told them not to eat, and they did. So Jesus died. Then on Easter, he rose again, mm. and now he's alive forever. And I think my favorite part about her sharing of the gospel is she went straight from Adam and Eve did it anyways and Jesus died didn't marinate on the on the uh, failure didn't sit there didn't think about oh talked about how they hid from him she said they ate it anyways and then Jesus died and I just hearing that of course especially coming from a four-year-old I'm like it is simple We failed, but Jesus is there. So we have the freedom to get up, turn away from our faithlessness and say, God, I trust you. I believe in who you are. I believe in your faithfulness. I'm not going to focus and worship my failure. I'm not going to make it a priority anymore. God, I'm going to look to you and how faithful you are and choose to to let that be where I land, your faithfulness. And so our sins are gone. There's no list of them being kept 
by God anymore. Um, the, the accuser has been silenced. We don't have to believe half-truths anymore. We have peace with God. We are from failure to faithful, forever free. So good. Forever free. So good. And we just, we honor women, but we just honor each other in worshiping God. And we're, we're going to worship. And so if on your mind or whatever you've gone through this week or even in the past months, sometimes that low part of your life, like sometimes we like to call it a valley season where you're just in this place of darkness and maybe it is because you're focusing more on your failure than God's faithfulness. But as we worship and we see these words and, and remember who God is and his faithfulness, that if these things are worshiping you and if you are who you say you are, God, I'm gonna choose to look at your faithfulness. I'm gonna leave my failure behind. It's at the grave, it's dead. And I am just free to be faithful in you. So we're just going to worship him and remember his faithfulness. Remembering his faithfulness. Thanks for listening to the City Life Lansing podcast. Loving you and loving the city one life at a time. For more information, messages, and to partner financially, go to citylifelansing.com. You belong here.